My job is to talk to you, and your job is to listen. If you finish first, please let me know. Welcome to fucking Keep Up with Sylvan Sane. And you are on episode 16. Yes, and it is the month of June. And lots of good music has happened. Lots of travels for myself have happened. And we have lots to talk about. It's a very sad day too, but we'll get to that. So, let's get into the first topic. What the fuck did I just hear? I'll tell you what you heard, Vince. You heard the new albums, Daytona, by the Clips General Pusha T, Mr. Terrence. You got to listen to Yay by Kanye West. You got to listen to the beef between Drake and Pusha T. And then you got to listen to Kid See Ghost, the much-anticipated album between Kid Cudi and Kanye West. Now, these are some of my favorite artists. Let's do a little backstory, though. When I went to the Philippines, let's get to Ye first. When I went to the Philippines, I saw the TMZ episode where he was being confrontational with Mr. Harvey Levin, the founder of TMZ. I've told you before, I like TMZ for its accuracy with gossip and uh, celebrity news. Sometimes they get, like, you know, other realms, right, too. They're just on the spot. They have so many paparazzi that are employed by them. It's just impossible, really, to compete with them. So I'm not a real big fan of Mr. Levin's politics. You know, he's a big fan of Trump. He's a big friend. So uh, so it was Kanye. So that's why this whole thing is a little uh, contrived. I, I definitely don't agree with slavery being a choice. I don't know, man. Rape ain't a choice. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that are not a choice. Um, the DMV fucking ain't a choice. And I, and I go there. You know, got to do what you got to do. But um, no. Definitely don't subscribe to that. So he's definitely not um, up there with uh, the wokeness as people as like Chance the Rapper or Charles Gambino. I think we have lost Kanye West. I think uh, we, we're going to have to set sail to that brain. But going to that. So I've had a lot of mixed feelings. So when I saw the tweets and I saw I, – I unfollowed him on Twitter. I don't know if that means much to people. But he's like one of my favorites. And I don't, I don't uh, follow a lot of celebrities on my, on my social media accounts. So Kanye is like one of my spirit animals. I, I, I don't agree with everything he does, but I love the way that he doesn't give a fuck. And um, I really appreciate people like that. Uh, there's a lot of things that I think and feel, and uh, majority of the time people don't agree with me. And they go that I'm strongly opinioned, or, or I have a lot to say, or I have too much to say. I don't think there ever is a point. And when we die, we're not going to have enough to say. So, And we're going to regret the things that we didn't say. So fuck it. Do what the fuck you want to do. So Kanye, same thing with you, man. If you could deal with the backlash, if you could deal with what people say about you. I've heard people say that I wish he died. I've heard uh, coworkers say that, like, you know, he's such an asshole. I, I, I wish that, you know, he wasn't even in, like, the conversation. And it just shows that, like, you know, you, you can't – you got to take all the artists, I guess. You don't have to, but – that's part of his genius. That is part of his genius, how crazy that motherfucker is. He's always been unconventional. So I gave his album a chance. I gave the album Yay a chance. And to be honest, it wasn't that good. There are a couple of tracks that are pretty good. But there's seven tracks. And let's check it out. And uh, I thought about killing you. That's true, man. You ain't never been in love until you put away that rat poison, that shovel... And the only reason why you did that is because 
you watched that last night's episode of CSI. My man Chris Rock cracks me up. So Yikes is pretty good. Um, Ghost Town is pretty good. I don't really like the album. It's seven songs. I get what he's doing with the creativity. Um, all the, the albums that he is... Uh, and by the way, all four of these albums that we're about to touch on uh, are from Good Music. That is Kanye West's record label. That's where he produces his hits from now. So, yay, not that good. Not a great album. Um, the title cover is The Mountains from, I think, Wyoming, where he uh, produced the album. Good for him. He copied off of Bon Iver, another collabo that they've done together. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. So that's cool. Uh, not gonna lie, like uh, bipolar disorder, uh, we can look that up, is also known as manic depression. Bipolar disorder causes swings in the mood, energy, and the ability to function throughout the day. So a lot of people take lots of medication. Um, I have uh, my uncle who has a, a wife that has bipolar disorder. I've had so many people in my life that have this disorder. And um, they walk amongst you, man. They walk amongst you. And they, and to be honest, sometimes they are that close from snapping. And they are that close from going onto the edge or saying something disrespectful. And uh, it's something we're all, we're all coming to grips with, man. We're all trying to acclimate ourselves into um, a better mental health society. And we're nowhere close to being there. I remember I saw this documentary with uh, Bobby Kennedy. And uh, in the 60s, they were throwing people with mental disabilities naked. They were shitting on themselves, pissing on themselves. And you think I'm trying to be funny. It's really not. I'm not. I saw what I saw, and it's disgusting. So only like 40, 50 years ago were we treating people with mental disorders like people, like, you know, like human beings. And it wasn't it, – yeah, before that we were not. And I'm sure there are instances in the dark and in the cut – where they're still not treating them like human beings. And that's fucking disgusting. So people with bipolar disorder, like I said, are, are being treated like normal human beings. I We talked about that show, Atypical. Um, he is not bipolar, but um, he has a spectrum of autism. So, you know, the TV and film is really touching on this right now. Leah Dunham from Girls, they talked about her OCD disorder, um, over-compulsive disorder. Um, my cousin has that where she, she counts different things and things have to be organized. There's many variations of this disorder. So not that we're, you know, we're, we're talking about that extensively. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that extensively near the end of the episode. But again, Ye's app, uh, album, not that good. But it does touch on a lot of mental health. And um, the artist that we're talking about does touch on those things as well. So now to uh, so let's uh, let's let's play a clip actually let's play a little clip why not fuck it um, for my one of my favorite tracks yikes menacing frightening find help sometimes I scare myself myself shit could get menacing frightening find help sometimes I scare myself myself tweaking tweaking off that 2cb huh is he gonna make it tbd huh thought us gone so uh that's yikes that's one of the better tracks to be honest it reminds me a lot like wolves from pablo pablo is an exceptional album by the way no matter what you feel about Kanye, he's still one of the innovators in music so you always got to give him like a little bit of a chance. You don't have to, but I do. If you give Adam uh, Adam Sandler a fucking chance on Netflix, even at that bad movie, The Week Of, 
you can give Kanye West another shot. So on to a better album, a way better album, and produced by the same person. Daytona. Daytona by my man Pusha T. Now, the the track that we're going to focus on is where the beef starts. Now, before we get into Daytona, we'll get into the beef with Drake and Pusha T. Since 2006, uh, there was a video that um, came at Lil Wayne specifically, Mr. Me Too, for wearing bathing ape clothing when the clip supposedly made that famous with Pharrell. Cool. So for years, these guys have been giving each other hidden jabs throughout songs. Uh, Birds with One Stone, all those type of songs. I've been listening, and I know that they've been beefing. But for some reason, <laughs> on Daytona Infrared, that's where the beef uh, got really, really personal. And got a little way, yo, not gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, where, where the fuck is Pusha T's taxes at? Why are we not showing his taxes? Drake, show me the transcript. But anyway... <laughs> So, Infrared uh, goes into uh, Q Miller, Quentin Miller, where he wrote some of the reference tracks to, if uh, you're reading this, this is not a test, one of Drake's best albums, one of Drake's best lyrical albums as well. I still personally think the ones, even the even if you read in the credits, it's mostly the singing tracks. And even the reference tracks where he takes the word for word, whatever, man, whatever. We like It's not like it's a secret that the dude wrote the song. And Drake has wrote Grammy award-winning songs. This dude wrote a fucking song for Alicia Keys and won a Grammy. I'm ready. Unthinkable, that's what it's called? Unthinkable, yes. Dope song. So I don't know why people get on him for that. But whatever. Let's play Infrared. Still very fucking disrespectful. Game's fucked up, niggas beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. The bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. At the mercy of a game where the codes is missing. When the CEO's blinded by the glow, is different. Believe in myself and the codes and Kendricks. Let the sock puppets play in they rolls and gimmick shit. Remember Will? Damn, and it gets worse from there, not gonna lie. So, like I said, the album's hot. Uh, hard Piano with Rick Ross's fire. Uh, little by little, Rick Ross is gaining more respect from me. Santeria's pretty good. The hook is alright. The sample's pretty good. But like I said, all all produced by Kanye West. Comeback Baby. Oh, if you know, you know is fire. It's it's just a really good album. Too bad it's seven songs. But um, I'm get, I, I get the vibe. I get the pattern. I get the continuity. Thank you. Uh... So let's go to the response by Drake, which was fucking fire as well. The nerve, the audacity. <sighs> okay. So if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of V's, what do you really think of the nigga that's making your beats? I've done things for him I thought that he never would need. Father had to stretch his hands out and get it from me. I pop style for 30 hours and let him repeat. Now you popping up with the jokes, I'm dead, I'm asleep. I just left him over by y'all putting pen to the sheets. Tired of sitting quiet and helping my enemies eat. Keep getting temperature checks, they know that my head overheats. Don't know why the fuck you niggas listen. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. So Infrared touched on Drake not writing his own rhymes. And Duppy Freestyle, that's what that was called. That touched on 
um, Drake actually writing Yikes. Yikes. He wrote the, the, the hook and the chorus. And they had the nerve and audacity on Daytona to call him out. Even on the song, um, What Would Meek Do? And uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's cleverly uh, tracked as well. So then um, it came it came down to another track called uh, The Life of Adon. Easy money. It's about to be a surgical summer. Chop the tops off the coops. The cuatrociento ochata y ocho. The spider joint. You know we gotta cut the heads off these snakes, right? Watch the body drops. Drug dealing aside, goose right in the side. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie. Wait, let's examine why. Your music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. I started at the home front, I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the gram, bitch, I'm on one. You mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five, hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had. Drake, how you a winner, but she keep coming in last place. Monkey suit, Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit, nigga made him. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it, cause your fro wouldn't nap enough. Since you name dropped my fiance, let him know who you chose as your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her up for IG, but the stench is on her. Her baby's involved, it's deeper than rap. We talking character, let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child, let that boy come home. Oof. Ew. Okay, so I'm all about battle raps. I'm all about Nas, Jay-Z, Cannabis, uh, with Eminem, and even LL Cool J. Many battle raps that have happened throughout history that are fucking amazing. Biggie, Tupac. Um, but this one got a little personal. And this one really wasn't about rap. He came at... Um, so, first of all, the the album art cover is uh, a black face by Drake. And it was a photo shoot done from him for a long time ago. I think 2006, back when you know he was still acting a little bit from the noggin. From wheelchair Jimmy. But, uh, yeah, so he put the black face on the artwork. We get it. And then he started talking about this kid that, like, you know, he uh, supposedly fathered. There's not that much proof on it. I haven't really seen that many interviews by Drake or anything solidifying that. He did go on Instagram and and confirm that the blackface uh, photo shoot was him. I don't really have a problem with that either. Um, in the diss, he comes at uh, him being biracial. And I just want to touch on that real quick. I just saw this Facebook uh, list of favorite rappers and shit like that. And somebody came at Logic because... Uh, uh, the dude that, that made the list said that he's annoyed by biracial, like, woe was me being biracial or something like that. They know woe was me, nigga. Like, woe was me that you're fucking black. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, dude, there are other people that don't, um, that struggle, that struggle with identity. And you struggle through it all the time. I'm not gonna call your name out, but, like, you were on campus and you thought you were some fucking Malcolm X. All of you. All of you. Just because you were a minority on campus, you had to show everybody and push it in people's face. No, no, and um, people were mad at me when I went to college, to be honest, that I acclimated so well, 
that um I didn't do very well academically, not gonna lie. Like there was a lot of things going on in my personal life. So um nobody has to be jealous of that, of course. But I think people were jealous of how much I fit in and how I fit in in different circles and how I didn't let the skin color finally, finally, because I lived when I lived in New York, again, I know that this is some sob story for biracial people, but literally, like, I'm never black enough and I'm never white enough for any circle. I, I have to be me. So that forces me to be me. And to be honest, I like to put myself in a subcategory, biracial. I don't like to be subscribed to anything that, like, just like being Democrat or Republican, I like being independent. I like being in the middle. So when people come on that, like, you know, he didn't nap enough. It's funny, it's cool in the rhyme and shit like that, but um, everybody thinks that biracial people have identity struggle, and for some reason, black people are not behind the story of being biracial. I don't get it. They want their story to be heard, African Americans, my black people, the, the ancestry of my father's side, but come on, man, let other people have a fucking say too. Let other people have a story too. Why does uh, Logic or Drake or any of these people have to take the sideburn? To be honest, son... I don't think you're racist, but I definitely think you're prejudiced towards certain rappers. If uh, And to be honest, most of the industry, I just saw Eminem and GovBall. A lot of people don't respect other white rappers unless they're fucking Eminem. And that's a problem. Um, it's not an exclusive club, guys. It's fucking music. Just saying. So, um, yeah, I went pretty hard on that. Um, so the Drake beef is dope. The Pusha T beef is dope. Um, supposedly... Um, the founder of Rap-A-Lot Records, Jay Prince, he publicly stated that the beef was over and that Drake supposedly had a track that would finish Pusha T's career. So on Rolling Stone magazine, um, Pusha T confirmed that also. He said that from what the conversation, him and Kanye and a bunch of other people, that it's over. We'll see. We'll see. But um, I'm not going to lie. I think Drake is superior to Pusha T. And I think this was Pusha T's best show, including Daytona. Great album. This is his best album, and it's seven tracks. <laughs> Let's put that in mind. Uh, so, not that many whack tracks on it, but cool. There you go. That beef is over. So, on to the last album that I listened to recently. It's called uh, Kid See Ghost, and that is with Kanye West and Kid Cudi. And now, if you haven't noticed, uh, before, Drake and Kid Cudi had a little beef, and he came after his depression. And uh, I don't think that I necessarily suffer from depression more than anybody else. But, you know, it's a serious subject. And uh, especially what's been going on with the suicide with celebrities lately. Uh, you got to take it seriously. And obviously the uptick in suicide rates since 1999, I believe it's like around 30%. That's troubling. That is troubling. Uh, you never want to end up like a place like uh, Tokyo, Japan, where they have, a high, they have the highest suicide rate in the world. And uh, soon we'll be coming up on that. And just because, you know... Uh, we look all happy-go-lucky and shit like that. Doesn't mean that uh, everyone's happy. Just because you know people with strong personalities, like Robin Williams and stuff like that, um, doesn't mean that they're not struggling inside. And I'm not going to lie. I have had problems um, identifying with that too, not just for myself, but for others. I have been uh, I've been weak in thought because I thought that they were weak and they were never not, they were never weak. So I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself, unfortunately, through death of others. But... Um, Back to the album. Back to the fucking album. So, Kids See Ghosts is, uh, it's alright. Not that good. Not as good as Daytona. Um, better than Ye. So, let's play, let's play a track for you real quick. Kids see ghosts sometimes. Kids see ghosts sometimes. Kids see ghosts sometimes. Spirit. 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 Spirit.
just want to rhyme. Kids say ghost sometimes. Kids say ghost sometimes. Kids say ghost. Spirit. Yeah, that's the king. Start that movement. Start that movement. Y'all can't move me. This my movie. So that's my favorite track on the album. It's called See. Uh, it's the title track, Kids See Ghosts. Um, again, not that good of a. It's a good song though. Yasin Bay, my boy, uh, Most Def, he does the uh, the track, the chorus track. Uh, Pusha T is also on this album. Not that great. Not gonna lie. A little bit disappointed. Even Kid Cudi. Uh, Kid Cudi hasn't put out a really fire album since Man on the Moon Part Two. Not gonna lie, Mr. Rager and all that good stuff. Those are one of my favorite, favorite albums. Um, it it transpired and made, uh, inspired people like Travis Scott. And I like Travis Scott. I'm not really a huge fan of Lil Uzi Vert or Lil Yachty and all those kind of guys. So, But they said that they got inspiration from Kid Cudi as well. So Kid Cudi, man, uh, you know, it's a smart move. And both of them are... Uh, or bipolar disorder for what I've what I've been hearing. So, you know, it's it's a cool collaboration. Uh they they beefed with each other for a little while because uh Kanye used an old hook. And they've they've collaborated for a very long time. So it's it's pretty nice to see them come together. Um actually I got one more album, a little bonus, a little bonus. Uh Post Malone. I actually missed him at Govball because I went to go see my favorite band the Yeah Yeah Yes. Can't ever miss them. But it really sucks because I did want to see Post Malone. But um, he's also playing at Made in America in Philly. So he's one of the headline acts. So maybe I will see him. So let me play a little track for you from his new album, uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Who doesn't love that? Man, my life's so sweet, I feel like Cody. I wake up, rinse my mouth, fucking Cody. 30 bottles, yeah, the bill is on me. So I can take it slowly Man, my life's so sweet I feel like Cody I wake up, rinse my mouth Fucking Cody We on a bed and we ain't getting no sleep We turn the hotel lobby to a party I'm whipping the phone And I can't whip no beetle So if y'all know me I'm not really into the trap scene Post Malone is okay Um Zack and Codeine is one of my favorite songs. Um, it's just like Zack and Cody, The Sweet Life. Um, who doesn't want to fucking gargle Codeine in the morning? Codeine is pretty special, actually. Uh, lean, syrup, all that good shit. I don't do it regularly, but uh, maybe if I did, maybe I would turn out like Post Malone. Uh, yeah, I remember he got that little backlash saying that uh, when he wants to listen to good music, it's uh, Bob Dylan. Well... You know, Post Malone, not gonna lie, you were killing it right now. Um, you, when I worked at Puffco, you were the number one on the survey that people wanted to listen to. Trap is very popular right now. Um, he's actually gotten some very positive reviews for his album. Album is okay. Again, it's beer bongs and Bentleys. If you like that type of music, go listen to Post Malone. And if you like his live music, and if you're wanting to check it out, maybe you'll come check it out with me in Philly. Who knows? What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, man, I'm trying to try to do different voices since uh, not that many people are contributing to my ad libs. If you want to end up on this show and you want to say what the fuck for me on any of the categories, please do and don't hesitate and send me an MP3 or a WAV file. I'm so down with that. 
So uh, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, recently, I wanted to watch Han Solo. I'm mentioning that because I didn't watch Han Solo. I did not watch Solo, the Star Wars story, unfortunately. Because when I was in Montreal, one of the friends that I brought says, I don't like Star Wars. So that meant that I guess I wasn't going to go see that. And I have Movie Pass. And unfortunately, Movie Pass in Jamaica, Queens, you guys do not play Han Solo. I guess it ain't black enough. That's that bullshit. See? See? Whatever your name is that I'm not going to name. Uh, see? Us biracial people have those problems too, man. I live in an all-black neighborhood and I can't see fucking a Star Wars movie. Come on. What the fuck is up with this? George Lucas, you have a black fucking wife. Make sure that I can watch Han Solo. Rant over. So back to a movie that I did see. I saw Deadpool Part 2 with Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin. Two of my two of my favorite actors. They're very awesome. Uh, it was cool. It was very good. It was a very good sequel. Uh, was it the best thing I ever seen? No. Is it one of Marvel's best? Yes. Yes. Some of my favorite Marvel movies. It seems like every movie is a Marvel movie, to be honest. I'm a little tired of it. We've talked about that. But uh, Ryan Reynolds is very funny. It's, it's action-packed. It's still very rated R. Um, still got that hottie from... Uh, from the homeland, I forgot her name. She's Brazilian. She's uh, his love interest again. You get to see what happens. I'm not gonna spoil that. So uh, you definitely should see Deadpool Part Two. Definitely, if you haven't, it, it's made lots of money. So I'm sure you've seen it. I also started binging Westworld. Now, funny about that. So the reason why I binged Westworld. Westworld was my favorite show of 2017. It probably is about to be the best show of 2018 too, the way it started as well. Westworld is about the uh, Michael Crichton. It's based off the Michael Crichton movie in the 70s. Um, they take the synopsis from it and make it their own story. It's very, very good. Um, I know people hate me when I say that it's... I think it's better than Game of Thrones. I think the story is better. I don't even like sci-fi, but it, it hooks me every single time. So the reason why I did, I'm binging it now and I'm not watching it week by week is because this really, really hot girl that I, that I was pursuing for a little while... Um, I don't know. There's still a slight possibility, but who knows? But uh, she she wanted me to wait. She wanted me to wait, and not not that she wanted me. I'm not. Let, let's not put lies out there. She said that she did not have an HBO Go account. Now I now I think she's hot, and I want every opportunity to hook up with her. And she uh, <laughs> she makes that pretty hard. She's been going hard on Tinder, and to be honest, a lot of people have been going hard on dating sites. So you can't really fault them. And I feel like if I force a girl to get off a dating site, I'm asking for trouble. You definitely ask because you got to let them go through their hoe phase, man. You got to let them, you know, suck a little dick before they suck yours. I I used to be a little more personal about that. I used to be like, oh, man. But that's the day and age, man. Girls, guys, you guys are all a lease. And sometimes your lease is up and somebody else has to lease it. You can't leave the car in the lot. So she wanted to watch that, and I thought that I could be like, oh, I'll see. I'll, I'll watch it with you, and you can, you can use my HBO Go account, too. What a fucking herb. So I waited, I waited, and to be honest, I hit her up, and, you know, I said, if, if you really want to, you know, get it popping later after you're done with the dating sites, I'm down. That's how hot she is. I, I'm, I'm willing to wait. But I'm not willing to wait for Westworld. So I didn't tell her that, but I started watching it. It is so fucking better than last year. Um, last year, uh, the the robots, the hosts, they call them hosts, uh, they uh, 
they went on they went on the loose. Anthony Hopkins uh loses control, he gets shot, and uh my man uh my man Bernard, he is a replica of one of the co founders, Arnold, and so he finds out that he's a droid as well, and uh Evan Rachel uh Woods, she plays Dolores. Um she does a fantastic job leading the rebellion of the the robots this season. Um, Tiny Newton, she goes on her own journey, her own rogue journey to uh, find her daughter that is, you know, basically a robot. But, you know, she thinks that it's real. So she's trying to get to that spot. And it's just epic. Westworld is definitely the best show on TV. Um, you know, Americans just left. Uh, that was I was very sad to see that go. You know, I talk about that a lot. But um, Westworld is fucking amazing. Ed Harris, he's so good too. Um, they go back and forth showing uh, flashbacks of him becoming the uh, pretty much the CEO of the company that runs uh, runs it. And he is a big participant in the world in Westworld. And now they expanded it. Just like the movie, there is a Japanese Shogun area. There is a Bengal Tiger Raj there is, I believe there's a medieval place too, but they haven't really gotten to that this season yet or, you know, yet in general. So Westworld, if you're not fucking watching that, you need to watch that now on HBO. And don't let pussy fucking stop you from watching it. Otherwise, you'll end up binging it later like me. Um, honorable mentions too um, that I need to get to. Um, I haven't really had time because I've been on vacation a lot lately. Uh, Barry. That's my man uh, from Saturday Night Live, Bill Hader. He, he's also uh, the guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So many fucking funny movies. So I need to check that out. I won't lie to you. I have not checked that bar yet. That is on my honorable mention list. Um, I need to see a movie called Hereditary. That's with uh, Tony Collette. Um, a Quiet Place, John Straczynski. I tried to convince my friend in Montreal to see that too. You would think because he watched The Office nonstop on his fucking tablet. I saw The Office. I've seen every episode of The Office. Don't get me wrong. But I can't rewatch it over and over. Sorry, guys. It's not that good. It's good, but it ain't that good to watch over and over. You guys are fucking obsessed. And I want to see this movie called Thoroughbreds. It's the same actress from The Witch. I forgot her name. But um, as a matter of fact, why not? We can read off a quick little list before we get to the next uh, category on the show. Now, the reason why I'm reading you this list is because I agree with a lot of the movies that they uh, that they mentioned. And one of them uh, we've talked about on the show before is Annihilation. That's uh, It's kind of like Ghostbusters. I'm getting this from uh, Variety, by the way, Variety.com, so I kind of bit off of that. Um, so we have uh, Natalie Portman. We have um, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. So basically they're on this planet. I mean, they're on Earth, and they see this bubble that uh, forms through uh, an extraterrestrial event. They go to go check it out, and lots of crazy things alters their person, their genes, their gene splicing. There's a bunch of shit going on. It's the same director as Ex Machina. You need to check that out. That's definitely going to get some awards. Um, in the same article, uh, it has Avengers Infinity War. Again, not the best um, Marvel movie, but definitely the best Avengers movie. And they did a very good job of putting all the characters together. So, I definitely like Avengers Infinity War. I'm over comic book movies. Huh, what do you know? Black Panther. Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies, though. And 
the thing when I look at a comic book movie, I don't look at it as a comic book movie. I look at it as a, if it's a good movie. If it falls in the realm of being just a comic book movie, that movie sucks. It's just like Transformers. Why the fuck would I see that? I want to see a complete movie. I don't want to waste my time. Like Venom. Venom that's about to come out through Sony and only in association with Marvel. That look, that, That's a waste of Tom Hardy's time. I saw the graphics recently. That shit looks so bad. It looks like the same fucking graphics as uh, Spider-Man 3. And that was a dud, Topher Grace. Woof. By the way, he's about to make a comeback with uh, Spike Lee for American uh, Klansman. That's Black Klansman. That's going to be awesome. I've been waiting for a good Spike Lee movie for a while. His uh, show on Netflix, She's Gotta Have It, was dope. Chirac was not so much. So, whatever. Back to the list. Variety.com. Best movie, best films of 2008 so far. Uh, I haven't seen this movie yet. Chapa Quiddick. Um... It's an infamous scandal from 50 years ago. It uh, mentions Edward M. Kennedy, uh, anchored by Jason Clark's uh, performance. So that's Jason Clark. I have never really seen... I've seen him, but I don't really... But it touches on the uh, legacy of American liberalism. So Variety usually makes good choices. So let's see if Chappaquiddick is awesome. N.L. Septimo Dia, I believe that's a foreign film, and it's from, oh, no, it's not, uh, Jim McKay, Jim McKay directs it, um, it's from Our Song, and, uh, I guess it does have subtitles, so then there's another movie called First Reformed, uh, that is, uh, writer Paul Schrader, he wrote Taxi Driver, so that looks pretty good. Um, it seems like it has Amanda Seyfried in it from Mamma Mia and uh, uh, Big Love. She's got some huge titties. Um, Gemini. Oh, man, I love her. Uh, so Haley, uh, Haley from Mozart in the Jungle. Very hot. And she's playing in uh, Gemini. And you know it's Gemini season. And if you don't know me very well, May 23rd is my birthday. I just uh, celebrated. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. I am 32 fucking years old, so she's really hot. Um, she's also the uh, sister of Jessica from, uh, so that's Jessica, I don't think that's her name, but Jessica from uh, Girls with Lena Dunham, and uh, the sister's name is Lola Kirk, and like I said, she plays on Mozart in the Jungle, and uh, she's going to be in this thriller, uh, and fucking, it's wrote, written by David Lynch, I didn't even know that who wrote Mulholland Drive, and he also wrote uh, the fucking reboot of uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, and you know we talked about that show extensively. Great show. I said Hereditary with Tony Collette, and that is supposed to be um, something about supernatural seances. Isle of the Dogs, and that's my man... Uh, Wes Anderson, who doesn't love Wes Anderson, so this one is a little bit of claymation, a little bit of animation. On Chisel Beach, Saras Ronan, she keeps her going, her, the versatile Irish ax, uh, actress, she did Lady Bird, which was incredible. Um, so, that looks awesome, it's based on the world of pornography, and uh, she encounters that and what her sexual incompatibility is. I've heard that before, that porn sets up a very false uh, sense of reality. 
very true. So a lot of people can't perform to that. Speaking of not performing uh, to something really hot, uh, Red Sparrow, I saw that movie, so good, and you get to see, I know the hornball in me, uh, <laughs> you get to see Jennifer Lawrence butt-ass naked, and she is so hot, and it's not it's not while I'm jerking off to the fappening this time, this time you get to see it in an actual film. Then we have uh, this guy named Brady Gentru. Uh, it is called, uh, the movie's called The Rider. Never seen it. I'm not really into horse movies, so I probably won't check that out. But maybe, you never know. Take Your Pills. Uh, I believe this is with uh, Alexander Sarsgaard, uh, the guy that played Eric in, uh, in True Blood. And down to the, uh, okay, here we go. We got Thoroughbreds. And supposedly this is Anton Yelchin, my man from uh, Charlie Bartlett and uh, Star Trek. Supposedly this is his last uh, role on screen. So he's a very talented actor. actor. So if you, if you want to check that out, please do. Please do. And uh, I'm a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. He is coming out with a movie called You Were Never... Oh, actually, it's already out. You Were Never Really Here. Uh they say that this is the performance's career, and he has put up some really awesome, awesome performances like Her and Gladiator and Walk the Line. You can't really find a better actor than him. He's very uh, understated because of how crazy he is. Back to the bipolar. I don't think he's bipolar, but he definitely has some mental issues. And um, to be honest, that probably helps him with the beauty of his work. Where the fuck did I just go? Uh, Vince, you went to GovBall and you went to Montreal. Let's get on to Montreal first. So I went to Montreal and I brought my neighbor. And I don't even know if he listens to this. He probably doesn't even listen to this. But um, he was a diva. This guy made us go get the, the, the fucking blunt wraps that he wanted. Um, he barely contributed to liquor. He paid me really late for the reservation of the Airbnb. He wouldn't go out with us for the strippers. Yo. So fuck him. Uh, oh my god, when we when we were in customs, one of my friends left two dew tubes in the damn glove compartment, and we got our ass searched up and down. They they basically were about to put an anal probe up there. So uh, they let us go. They gave us back the containers. I even got caught with wax. That fucking sucked. Definitely could have got arrested forever for that. But uh, luckily we didn't. And my boy, one of my boys, the neighbor, he got dreads and he's black. And the motherfucker was like in the back of the seat. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even comply with the officers much. And then he said, yo, it's because I got dreads. Yeah. Again, I am biracial. You know this. If you don't, now you know. And there is nothing that people want to hear less. In a state of authority or in a state of duress, your fucking skin color. I am so sorry. And the cop that was interrogating us was black. I don't know what percentage black. He was a little light skinned. And the other cop was French. It was fucking bad. And sometimes those kind of cops try to like overcompensate or try to like show off, whatever the case may be. I don't know. But when he said that, I was like, in my head, I was just like, of course it's because you got dreads. But nobody wants to fucking hear that, motherfucker. God damn. So this guy's like 40 years old and he has to be told this. He he was out of control. But anyway, back to Montreal. Montreal was fucking spectacular. Um, it is all nude. The bars, the uh, the strip clubs, you can drink. You don't have to tip that much because they give them an actual real salary. Not that I'm trying to be cheap, but to be honest, I, the two people I went with didn't really pay me 
while I was there. So I had to be a little cheap. Um, their bagels were exceptional. Poutine was off the hook. I had brisket with poutine. That shit was awesome. Uh, it was really awesome. Uh, we, we walked across the Molson, uh, factory, the brewery. We hit up the strips. We went to a museum. We got to see Picasso, uh, an exhibit that's never been seen before. It was African inspired art. That was hilarious. Uh, we had seen Picasso and my neighbor, who's not very cultural. I think he thinks he is, but he's not. Um, we get down to the, the, the more classical art, I guess. And he goes, now this is art. And we're like, so you're trying to say, me and my friend, we were like, so you're trying to say that Picasso is not art? And he's like, oh, no, man, I'm not really into Picasso like that. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, that was a little weird. Sorry, guys, if you don't think Picasso's art, I guess I'm a little snooty. Picasso is art, assholes. So, uh, it was really awesome. I had a lot of maple. I, I got this girl's number. She was really cute. Uh, we went to the park, the Mount uh, Royale. Uh, La Fontaine, uh, it's, it, it's an epic city. It's so nice. It's so clean. The skies are great. Um, our Airbnb was dope. We had weed delivered to our fucking apartment. That was really cool. You go on Facebook, you call these people, they don't answer, but then they text you a fucking menu of delicious, delicious goodies. Um, uh, I was definitely, I definitely needed that because that dude was complaining our hardcore, um, <laughs> We went to dinner, and this dude kept a tablet of him talking in a group chat. And, oh, my God. I hate – like I said, this Montreal trip was so epic. I had to tell you some of that because this guy, again, off the fucking hook. This guy doesn't order silverware because he used to bite it too much, so he asked for plastic silverware everywhere we went. Everywhere he went, he asked for a Long Island iced tea, and they couldn't make it. Now, in Canada, they don't make the same drinks. In other countries, they don't. Like, not everything is copied off by the U.S. Even Bloody Marys. I, I learned recently, like a few years ago, that they don't make Bloody Marys. They make Bloody Caesars, which are just as delicious. So you have to, like, abide by the country's standards and, and norms. Like, don't try to make it America. Accept the beauty in it. So don't ever bring your neighbor to a trip. Bring a friend or just go by yourself. It was my birthday and he almost ruined it. But Montreal is a beautiful, beautiful city. And if you like, uh, if you like naked hoes and drink it for free, not drink it for free, but like, you know, just having a good time and just seeing that. That's basically what it was. It was just being at a bar and just seeing naked, beautiful women. The women at the end were kind of ugly. They can go home, but whatever. Everybody else was pretty chill. Now on to uh, GovBall. This has been a very, very busy last two months. Went to the Philippines, went to Arizona. And I had my friends after I came back from Montreal. Um, one of them is, they're both from Chicago. And one of them is from my alma mater. And the other one is from another school and they're best friends. And it was really dope. Really good time. We saw some awesome music. Um, we got to see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Their favorite act was Jack White. He's amazing from the White Stripes. I've seen him multiple times. Uh, I agree with his policy. Um, he has a policy where you don't take pictures during the show. And it's true. I'm a tall guy, so not that many people get in my my view. They they ruin the view. They don't do that. But for short people, they do. And it kind of like takes the focus of the show. So he uh, volunteers to give professional photos to people on Instagram and download worthy stuff because, you know, a lot of people ruin the show by recording it, including myself. So uh, that was really cool. I got to see Sylvan Esso. She was amazing. 
Um, it's her and a DJ set. They're they're fucking incredible. Um, I got to see Third Eye Blind for the first time. <laughs> my my friend who I went to middle school with, um, he's Honduran, and he listens to the show actually. And um, he was like uh, saying to me like he didn't really know some of the songs and stuff. And I was like, I know you faggot ass uh, watched Dawson's Creek. And he was like, actually, I'm watching that right now. And I'm like, ah, so uh, how's it going to be is one of the tracks that they sing. And uh, it, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, one of the best things about festivals, especially when you bring somebody new or you bring somebody um, that's never really seen a band and that you're there, you're experienced with and that you enjoy. And it, it felt really good. And Eminem was there and I've seen Eminem before. And one of my best uh, times of my life, I don't um, I don't really get along that much with my siblings. Um, there's definitely worse relationships with siblings and there's definitely better ones. And we're like right in the middle. And one of the best times of my life was seeing my brother, who's a huge Eminem fan. We went to Yankee Stadium. We saw her and Rihanna, him and Rihanna. And uh, we got to sit next to CeCe Sabathia from the Yankees, too. That was pretty cool. And so that that definitely really uh, holds a sentimental part in my heart. So I tried to get my friend Oscar to the front, and uh, we did. We, we Not the front, but, like, there were some hardcore fans. It was, like, an Apple release or something like that. There was, like, three rows that had been there for, like, three hours. Um, this band named Churches, which is not an Eminem uh, catalog, uh, they were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to withstand. And I like churches. Churches is a good band. They played at Coachella. They're a very good band. Um, they kind of remind me of Crystal Castles, but, um, yeah, they stayed along for that band just to watch Eminem. So I had to leave Oscar there, go see Sylvanesso. And I didn't get to get a seat with him. Unfortunately, I wanted to watch it up front with him. I was pretty far back. And it, it ended up okay. It ended up all right. He ended up meeting up with us. It rained a lot. Travis Scott, it rained too. I thought Kanye West was going to come out there. But to be honest, if New York City boos Giuliani, they definitely were going to boo Kanye. And like I said, my, my opinion of Kanye has been uh, evolving and shifting back and forth. He's usually my hero. I don't know, man. The fact that I know that he's battling a disorder now, he kind of he kind of gets a pass. Maybe not music-wise. You know, I'm still going to be a heavy critique of his music. But personally, I'm probably going to back down a little bit. You know, we're all going through our shit. And this is the most access we've ever had to celebrities. So we need to we need to really keep that into focus. Like, you know, there there have been many jerks in entertainment throughout history. And unless you see like a memoir or autobiography or even a biography, you'll never know until now. Now you have total access. If you and I ever become celebrities, everybody's going to know everything about our business. Everybody's going to know the, the toenails we clipped, um, the bitches we fucked. That's just what, the way it goes, man. So Governor's Ball was pretty good, pretty good. And uh, this was my first group that I went as a fresh new group and they stayed at my house. So we walked the bridge a few times. Like I said, it downpoured on us, so that was pretty hectic. But once again, I had a great time, man. Um, shout out to those ladies that came through, my homies. And uh, let's get on to the last subject, shall we? What the fuck did I just say? Now we're going to stay a little bit on topic. What the fuck did I just say? Usually it is a cliche or a phrase or something stupid someone said. And I am calling myself out. I'm calling myself out. I said something stupid. That's me. I said something stupid. So Kate Spade recently committed suicide. Um, she is the beloved uh, designer of Kate Spade uh, fashion. 
Uh, you thought that she had it all, and just like every celebrity we thought had it all, Robin Williams, um, even people that are overdosed by accident, Prince, um, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Whitney Houston, we think that these people have it all, but they don't. They don't. Even her, her niece, her niece just won an Emmy for The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I love that show. Love those boobs. But um, love that show. But to a more serious note, Kate Spade, she she took her life recently. She took her life. We thought that she had it all. We thought that like people with money can uh, smooth out problems that we can't. And they really can't. Like we talked about Kid Cudi. We talked about uh, Kanye West. People are going through some fucking real issues. And millions of dollars we are realizing does not cover that. And back to my, and to not even back, to my spirit animal. What really, really changed what I said. So I didn't even get to say the stupid thing that I said. People who commit suicide are weak. That could not be farther from the truth. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever said, and I've said it multiple times, and I'm going to stop saying it. And I'm sorry that it took Anthony Bourdain's life for me to change my mind about that. Anthony Bourdain, um, I'm not a chef, but I read his memoir. I, I read, um, I watched No Reservations. I watched parts of an unknown. I respect him as a chef. Uh, me and my parents got into a riff one time because I said I only respect real chefs on the Food Network or the Cooking Network, and he was one of them. Um, I am. I, I live the life to the fullest, like he does or he did, and what he mentioned. He became famous by being a line cook, and um, actually, no, he was the head chef of a very, very awesome New York restaurant. After being a line cook for over 13 years in Boston, went to culinary school. So he wrote a letter um, to the New Yorker showing the underbelly of the the um, the eatery industry, the food industry, and um, he just catapulted from there. And he is admitted to doing LSD, cocaine, heroin. He, you know, this dude was a rock star, not just because of the drugs, but because of his insight on life. And I love people that are global. And I love people that put themselves in other shoes. I have a couple of friends that won't do that. Um, I have a conservative friend. I've talked about him before. He's an asshole. But, um, yeah, Anthony Bourdain really hit the heart, man. Really hit the heart. He uh, he had Obama on his show one time. That's my homeboy. You just never know, man. And people will just, like, right after they see these things, they'll be like, oh, like, go to this suicide hotline. I'm sure it takes a lot more than that, man. And even checking up, check on your strongest friend. It takes a lot more than that, man. And I, like I said, I had that conversation with my mom and my sister. She's a social worker. And uh, like I said, I said those things, and they were hurt. They were hurt that I said that people that commit suicide are weak. And the reason why I said it is because of the people that they leave behind. It's so selfish in my mind. So selfish. Um, we automatically think about people like Anthony Bourdain and we don't think about the 11-year-old daughter that he left behind. And uh, even though I still feel that way, I don't feel like they're weak. I do feel that um, that it's hard. Life is hard. And it's uh, it's very hard for all of us. And one of my examples of why I said he was weak or Kate Spade was weak is because there's people who are getting raped every day. There's people who are getting abused every day, oppressed every day. And they find the will to live. And uh, my mother very um, very astutely said... Those are strong minds, and if that happened to you, the way that I'm talking to you right now, you probably have a strong mind as well, and you're able to make it through that stuff. And even when Anthony Bourdain was 
going through being a line cook and being at the, the, the down rotten of, of the restaurant industry. And a lot of people feel that people in the restaurant industry are, are low or for some reason, waiters, bartenders, anybody in hospitality. You would think that that's when he would try to hurt himself. But when he has it all, when he has a, that, that woman, Asia, um, his, his, his girlfriend, uh, who, who came out against Harvey Weinstein, the money that he has, the, the, his daughter, you would think, but no, he hangs himself inside of a hotel room and uh, he becomes a casualty of suicide. And like I said, man, it's becoming a big deal. Over 30% since 1999, we're coming close to Japan. Japan is the number one. And it's becoming an epidemic, man, if it already wasn't, if it already wasn't. So RIP, RIP to Andy Bourdain and Kate Spade, RIP to people of different backgrounds, like uh, if you're gay and you came out to your, your parents and your loved ones and they didn't give you the right support, um, the homeless community, there's just so many people, people that are sick and yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, the the dumb phrase of the week or the month or even the year, man, that suicide, people that commit suicide are weak. And like I said, man, it doesn't mean that they're heroes. It doesn't mean that what they did was right. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, it wasn't selfish to to do that to a family. Because like I said, I try to think about the family first than the person. But with this in particular, this was a hero of mine. And I just want to let people know that they're all amongst us, man. I've gone through depression too. I can't really afford. I've had, uh, I haven't had that much, uh, health insurance over the years. So it's always at the bare minimum. And I, I like to do things. <laughs> I said to somebody recently, uh, being Vince is expensive and I'm gonna have to catch up one day, but it's true. I, I, I don't prioritize mental health and neither does this country. And that has to fucking change. So I'm outie homies. So, uh, you know uh, where to reach me. You know um, I'm also doing uh, Keeping It Hot and Fresh on the DTF uh, network. You can catch me on Sundays every once in a while. That's at 8 p.m. There's an app for that. You can also catch me on the live stream on Facebook that I try to do that. I don't think I'm going to be there this weekend, but hopefully they'll call me back soon. But um, in the meantime, you better listen up, shut the fuck up, and keep up with Stove Insane. Over and out, homies.